Hey, my name is Russ, and you're listening to the Russ Rants Podcast. It's a show about a lot of nothing, and yet a whole lot of something at the same time. It could be about what generally infuriates me, current events, or just whatever comes to the top of my head. Either way, I am excited that you're here with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get on to the rant. So there's no real easy way to say this. Um, I have been away for far too long. Um, and again, I, there's no real nice way of saying I I had some difficulties or excuses because it, it really just comes across as, you know, tons and tons of excuses one after the other. Uh, it is good to be back, but I will say this, and this is just to get it out of the way so we can move forward. For those who have gone out of their way to encourage the Russ Rants podcast or have even you know, messaged me or in person said that they appreciate it or that they, they are, they think it's really cool that I'm trying to do this. Thank you because you have no idea how much I needed to hear that before, you know, getting back on the horse for a lack of a better term. Um, it's been far too long guys. It's been probably two months, I think since we've even tried and I'm going to give you a quick background as to why, and then we're going to move on into what I actually wanted to rant, talk about today. But basically, uh, guys, you know, uh, I was trying to set up a schedule and had set up a, a new studio and was very focused on expanding my brand or even just trying to get better as a podcaster, talk about interesting things. We had lined up guests and we still have, so to speak, but I'd actually worked very hard uh, to try to coordinate and reach out to some guests that I thought would bring stuff to the table. I had vision. I had, you know, kind of a, a bit of a map laid out for the year. And then I got discouraged and, uh, you know, no one's perfect, but I would say that one of my most obvious weaknesses is that I tend to not see the forest from the trees. I think that's how that saying goes. I, I lack vision when stuff gets tough. And so I'd actually coordinated a marvelous, we had completed it. We had saved it. I had completed a marvelous interview with my youngest brother, Lyndon, about his, his, you know, journey through YouTube and, you know, when YouTube was still kind of a fledgling thing and he was just this young, for lack of a better term, uh, prodigy or, or entrepreneur or just a really good go-getter and he had started his own channel. Now that is going to hopefully come again. We just had recent talks and I think it's still something that you guys are really going to benefit from. But basically guys, the production got screwed up. I had messed up with some of the editing and, uh, that episode's lost forever. So we're going to give it another go and down the road. But the reason I tell you that is because that just for some reason sucked the momentum out, out of me. Uh, just a bit of a Russ real moment here. Um, you know, I have a new position with this job that I'm working right now. It's fantastic. I'm learning a lot. I have some great people watching over me and I know I'm growing as a human being. Um, but that position is very demanding sometimes. And it has just kind of sucked some of my extra drive to push myself in other areas and you know that multiplied with you know the the failed podcast episode multiplied just with a few other things that also stalled out I got discouraged and it's been hilarious because I just kind of ignored the podcast after a while I kind of stepped away and just kind of said you know what I'll get back to it it was a cool thing um you know and it, you know a few people were very encouraging but what did I really accomplish anyways with a few episodes I don't think it's a bad thing to put it in the back burner and then you guys came into the fray and just literally, guys, these last few weeks, random people have been commenting on the podcast, 
you know, how they've, they've been listening to it, how they've enjoyed it, um, how it's been refreshing or how they, you know, they even feel like encouraged, inspired on their own, own end to try to do stuff just because I took this little leap of faith. And that's the hilarious part is I still don't even see myself as doing anything particularly risky or entrepreneurial. I'm just, I just wanted to talk to you guys. I just wanted to wait, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad of three married, have a great life, but you know, that's a demanding season for anyone, uh, any young parent. And I am, I am he that is in that chaotic season. So I don't get, I, I don't get to get out very much right now. And, um, you know, I have my circle of friends, but I want, I want to, to reach out to people. I want to, I want to encourage people. I want to bring life. I want to bring laughter. I want to bring thought. I want to bring, bring edification. And so how else are you going to do that? Well, we live in the 21st century where we have technology. Why not do that? And that's where this podcast was born out of. It was like, if I can't do anything physically, let me get on the internet. Let's at least put it on a platform and say, Hey, I want you guys to feel encouraged. I want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. I want to tell you some of my own stories and we're going to get some kick butt guests on here. And I gave up on that far too quickly, far too quickly. But you know what's funny? You guys did not give up on me, which I'm going to say right now, again, another real moment I'm touched by. Because again, you don't see the difference. You don't see the reach you have. And it's not a it's not an international reach, but it was just, it was cool to have random people I didn't even think would listen to my podcast saying, you know, what's happening with your podcast? Or, or hey, I just I was listening to your podcast when you were doing it, and I loved it. Thanks so much. It's so, you know, you're so good at it, or you were made for that. And it's so easy to just ignore all of that when you're, you're caught in the battle. And that's totally what I got, guys. I got tunnel vision, and um, I can't say it won't happen again, but I've learned from this. I've learned from this season in life that life is going to continue to hit you and push you down. And you just have to choose. You have to choose, am I going to actually try to overcome the adversity and overcome the, the obstacles and the stall outs and just say, all right, let's rev up the engine again. Let's just try to, let's just try our best to get it to work again. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not the end of the road. It's just we fell into the ditch for a moment. Let's start up. So I just had to preface that because you can't just come back from two months of a hiatus for your podcast and just be like, all right, nothing happened. Let's move forward. No, real moment. I'm a dad and a husband, and I'm an employee, and life got busy. Life got really tough. Not too busy. Life just got tough, and I wilted a bit. But you guys came, you, you know, and you, you encouraged me, and I'm back. All right? So I don't have anything too, you know, phenomenal to say today, but it's been something on my mind. So we're going to switch gears. So long story short of that intro, thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for believing in me. I have not ignored you. I'm going to try again, regardless of how relevant or talented or awesome I feel. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put this out here for you guys. Okay. We're just going to go to work. We're going to talk and we're going to see how this goes. So thanks for sticking with the Ross Rants podcast. I'm back. Can't say better and stronger than ever. All I can say is humbled and grateful that there are people out there um, that care. And that is always encouraging for anyone. So that's not what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about today was who I am and how I work in, in my own experience. And I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, now here's the funny part. Okay, I'm going to preface this because there are some people that I do engage with on social media. So I know you saw it. But I think I learned a very valuable lesson. I wanted to talk about my educational upbringing experience because I, I, it's not too unique, but it's unique enough where I wasn't, I didn't go to school. I was homeschooled. 
Okay, so I, I grew up in, in, in my home, doing my homework from my room in a very cool environment. I'll tell you kind of about that structure in my experience. But I did not get to learn in a traditional classroom setting. I learned in an environment that I was encouraged to make my own, which is what I was kind of going to touch about touch on. But I floated out a question. I wanted to try something new. But here's the thing I learned is I lack influence and connection right now. So what I did is I threw out a very... I wouldn't say polarizing topic, but it's careful enough where people aren't willing to get stoned to death if their opinion isn't popular. And I don't think I realize that. I'm still learning how to do this, guys. But I floated a question on Instagram and Facebook. Very long-winded, but I tried to protect people and just say, hey, I'm looking for insight. I'm not looking to use your example specifically. I was just looking for you know, kind of like a casual poll without making it an official poll. And I just said, look. You know, I'm thinking of doing a podcast on education. Um, I know everyone's different. We have parents. We have kids. Everyone's gone to school or at least some form of education system. What was your experience? Were you in a big school? Were you in a small local school? You know, did you, you know, were you hyperactive, distracted? Did it fit your model perfectly? Did you need to, did your parents need to do some special stuff to get you through it? I just threw out those scenarios because I actually wanted to know what it was like out there. I can't have multiple experiences in my lifetime. I only have the one. So gleaning from other people would just give better insight, better content, better perspective. And no one, I swear to cow, I learned that saying from Big Bang Theory, by the way. So I might throw that out occasionally. So instead of swear to God, I swear to cow um, that people liked it. And I know that they meant that as like an encouragement thing. Like, yeah, right on. That's a great question. But no one was willing to give a comment saying, hey, Russ, that's a great question. This is my experience, and this is what I think I got to take away from it. Now, maybe it was that no one saw my post, very unlikely, or it was that no one felt it was worth touching on, that is likely, um, or people didn't feel safe uh, to touch on it because they didn't know what I was going to talk about. And you know what, guys? That's valid. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just show you what I'm going to talk about in regards to my own experience and it takes time to build relationship, and so that's valid. Know that I'm not I'm not upset or disappointed that no one replied back. If anything, I'm I would like to say enlightened that no one gave feedback. But that's okay. That just if anything gives me permission to focus on my experience, tell you my story, and maybe it'll get you guys thinking. Okay. So before I jump into how I was educated and raised as a homeschooler in Alberta, Canada. Let me tell you why this is on my mind right now. Why? Why, Russell, is this worth talking about, especially your first episode back in months? My son just turned five years old. My oldest son's name is Titus. We call him Tito. Uh, yep, we name all three of my kids uh, awesome names, and we practically never use them. We use their nicknames. So I have Titus, who's Tito. I have Ephraim, who's Effie. And I have Keziah, who is Kezi. So like I said, I have Tito, Effie, Kezi, but those aren't their real names. Titus just turned five. He's a spring baby. He was born in April, and I can't believe it. Uh, I am relatively young for a dad. We, my, my wife, Paula, and I, you've heard her on our previous podcasts. And if you haven't heard our couple podcasts, I would encourage you to do so. It's actually one of my favorites because I actually convinced my wife to do a mini questionnaire with me, and I thought it was pretty fun. So listen to that previous episode, a little plug for you. But we decided to have kids young, and we the reasoning was that we figured that time – is, is relative in terms of you're either going to have free time as a young couple without kids now, or you have kids, you go through the chaos, the stresses, the learning curves, you know, and, and all that of young parenthood with kids. And then, you know, as the kids grow older and more independent, we'll at least be younger parents when that happens. So, you know, 40s and 50s when our kids are old enough to do stuff, right? So, you, you know, time is relative. You either get the freedom now, choose not to have kids for a few years, which is totally fine. 
There's no dissing here. I have a lot of my friends who've waited and I have a lot of my friends who've started young like us. There's nothing, there's no better way to do it. It's just how you spend your time. Okay. That's my only say on that. Um, so we decided to have kids young. And so Titus is five and born in the spring. And now the question, you know, she pull at, this is on the forefront of her mind, but she floated it at me probably about six months ago. Cause she's always thinking big picture and thinking future. Whereas I'm just, you know, living in the moment, grateful for the life I have. And she is too, but that's just not the way her brain works. So she's the mama bear, right? And she's very, she came to me and said, Hey, so what do you want to do with Titus? And I said, what do you, what do you mean? What do I want to do with Titus? Well, she, well, he's turning five and in the fall, cause he'll be, you know, five in April is we have until the summer to make a decision of how we want him to at least pursue or try our first shot of education. Do you want to go public school system, Catholic school system, Christian school system? You want to homeschool? And I said, well, I would like to know your thoughts because you know where I came from and I know where you came from. She was in the um, private Christian school system for a bit and then, then she went to public high school, whereas I was homeschooled from kindergarten to grade 12. Okay, that's our two backgrounds of education. So I said, I would like to know your perspective. I would like to know um, how you'd want to approach this. And she, she, she thought about it. And she said, you know what, I actually, ever since meeting you guys, and you know, I have three other brothers, and you guys homeschooled pretty successfully, um, props to you, mom, um, pretty fantastic, crazy woman, homeschooling four boys, that's crazy. But she said, I, I saw your mom, and I, I saw you four boys, and I would like to give it a genuine shot, because I think you guys really got to learn positively, you, you had a lot of, um, thankfully your mom was able to get you socially interactive with a lot of people. You, you know, you guys did public groups to, you know, get that social life, but you also were able to learn the way that works best for you. And the reason why she's saying this is because my oldest son, Titus, if you've ever met him or if you've ever heard of him, or you've looked at my social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you will see Titus, any movies or videos that you'll have to see of Titus. It's hard to miss who he is. He is an energetic fireball of a boy loud spoken, loves music, loves to talk, loves to entertain, always running around, always got something on the go. He is energy. Just, just if you were asking me for one word to summarize my son descriptor, it is pure energy. It is energy. Okay. And she said, I, I, I see Titus and obviously (laughs) Titus got that from, from me for sure. Titus is my son. I'm very energetic, very outgoing. No, really, Russ? Like, you're doing a podcast and all this fun stuff. But she said, I see you, and I see how you had such a positive experience of homeschooling, and I see our son, and I'm just not sure how the school system's going to handle him. Now, I thought that was interesting, speaking from my perspective, because Pola grew up in the school system. Um, If either of us were to weigh in on how court or classroom structures happen or, you know, teacher student interactions or the ratios or how the system is set up, it would be her. So I have to take her word for it because legitimately I have no experience in school. Be very uncomfortable for me. If you're like, you know, Hey Russ shadow being a substitute teacher for a day and just see how school is formatted. It is completely foreign. I I had total say in my education upbringing. We'll get to that in a second. But she said, I, I want to, I don't want to protect Titus. It's not like I think he needs protecting but I want to empower him to be the best he can be um, in, his, in an atmosphere that we're okay to work around how he learns, how he engages with, with topics and activities, and then go from there. 
And I said, well, that's great, Paul. I, you know, I believe that too. That's pretty valid, and I'm, I'll back you 100%. You know, we're, we're a team, so it's not like she's dominating, saying we're doing this no matter what. She was asking my opinion. And of course, I'm gonna, you know, I support her, and I don't feel any hesitation towards that. I just said, what if you're not built to homeschool him, though? What if you can't handle it? Because I know that it's, it is a two-way street, guys. It is not just for the kids. You parents have to deal with it, too. You know, in, in more traditional terms, the mom. But, I mean, anyone who decides to homeschool, depending on what your, demo, you know, your, your format is, you know, mom's working, dad's working, whatever, the other spouse has to teach. Like, that's unavoidable. You can't hire a substitute teacher in school from home. If you can, good on you. And if you're making that kind of money, talk to me. I would like to know what you do for a living. But, um... So I, you know, I just said, if you can't handle it, what do you want to do? She said, well, then I guess I, I would kind of look into school and, and see how that would go. And I said, well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm good to support you to pursue homeschooling. But I actually was kind of naturally inclined to see how our kids would fare right in straight into public school. She thought that was interesting because, you know, I did have a very positive upbringing as a homeschooler. Um, we were not awkward. And again, I'll, I'll get into that in a second, but she was, you know, a bit surprised by that. She, she said, well, I thought you'd lean more towards homeschooling. I said, well, I've done it. And yes, it was highly beneficial, um, but I don't think it's the only way to have a really good education for our child. Um, yes, I feel like I had some advantages, but I also feel like not being in public school also gave me some disadvantages. Um and I'm curious to know how our kids would go in public school. So she kind of, it wasn't like I was saying I wanted to experiment. I just said that I was flexible to both ideas, okay? So we're probably leaning towards this upcoming fall, trying to homeschool Titus in, in kindergarten or grade one or whatever, and see how he does. And to be honest, I'm nervous not because of whether Paul is going to do a great job. She's going to give it 125%. She's going to try her best. And Titus is a smart kid. Um, I think already cognitively he's, he's very on, on the ball. He's not behind. He's not too far ahead. Like he's just, he's smart. He's a smart kid. And I think he's developing normally, but I'm interested to see how the dem the, the dynamic is going to work because Paul also has our two other kids to fend off and, and teach Titus, but I'm just nervous because it's a new season for me. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm that dad and my kid's going to go into school for the first time and it just changes. Now we have the responsibility of making sure our son is getting educated so that someday he can become a normal contributing member of society. That's crazy. There's this weight that I'm just starting to feel and I kind of want to push it off because I'm like, oh, dude, he just had his fifth birthday, but it's hitting me. Okay. Again, if you don't have kids, it's fine. This is, this is going to be you someday. You're going to find your honey. You're going to have some kids. You're going to be like, oh man, well, I just don't know what that feels or it sucks to be you, but it'll come. And I was one of those people that just thought, well, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Well, it's here, guys. <laughs> it's hit. The, the reality of this it has hit me, and now I'm, I'm forced to, to sit in it and actually deliberate on what our game plan is. And it's, it's fun, but it's also terrifying. I don't want to screw up my kid. So with my idea is how I was raised in homeschooling is my family, my, my three brothers and I and my mom, um, she – she subscribed to a school here in Alberta that actually has a high school and a school in Alberta, but also supports and fully, you know, created this system outside of it for homeschoolers. So it's very cool. So we actually did a recognized Alberta educational program, but we just did it all from home. That's what I mean by homeschool. I don't mean like mom and dad sent us to the backyard every day saying, go learn about nature. You know, <laughs> tell us what kind of butterfly you saw and come in and write an, like a two-page essay on it. And that will be your school for the day. No, okay? If you have any picture of that, yes, actually, I did have some friends that um, that their, their parents operated like that. 
that's a different topic for another time. I'm not going to talk about that today. That's just not, when I say homeschooling, that is not what I'm implying, okay? I'm not saying let nature educate. I'm saying we did schoolwork from home. Was your mom your teacher? Well, more like a facilitator. We had actually people that could still grade our books, grade our essays. During like grades, you know, kindergarten through grade four or five, my mom mostly did oversee the work and marked us. Yes, because that's that's easy and doable and it wasn't too hard to keep track of. But as we hit grade six onward, we had facilitators and, you know, through the beauty of the internet, I'm not that old, but it was still pretty, you know, cutting edge technology. Through the beauty of the internet, we had online teachers that marked our grades and stuff like that and held us accountable to assignments. So we just did work from home. That's all. Everyone gets like big eyed and thinking, wow, that's crazy. How'd you do that? Well, we... What do you do at school? Except I just I didn't have to take the bus every morning. I just got up, got ready for the day, and then I'd go to my room. Um, the reason why, though, I say that my educational environment was awesome for me or it worked for me is I I don't really dwell too often just because of my personality. I'm a very forward-thinking dude. You know, what's past is past. Let's move on. But I don't really have a lot of time to reflect and say, well, what would have happened if I had gone to the public school system with my personality? Because I take it for granted. I am a very energetic person, and so this is what my typical school day will look like. Let's fast forward to like grade 8 through 12, okay? Because, you know, basically I would get up in the morning as a young kid, and my mom would give me my workbooks, you know, L.A. or English, Hooked on Phonics. Shout out to Hooked on Phonics, math and, you know, social studies, whatever I had to do, science. Um, and I would just do a lesson a day, pretty much. Simple as that. I would do a lesson a day of each topic. I would do tests when necessary in the books. And I would do quizzes when necessary in the books. And that was my day. It was just the same as classroom, okay? Grades 8 through 12, though, it gets a little bit more in-depth because you're going you're going to start getting in junior high and high school. And you got to be more accountable to your grades. But so basically what my days would look like. Let's let's go to grade ten or eleven. I, I'd wake up, have my breakfast, you know, shower with all that fun stuff, get ready for the day. But instead of heading out then to the sidewalk or walking to the bus stop or going to mom's car and driving to school, I'd head down to my room. Okay, and all of us brothers, we were very fortunate. We grew up in a nice big house in Medicine Hat, Alberta, and we all had a desk in our room, uh, except my younger brothers, Lyndon and Casey, because um, they weren't in high school yet. They actually did their schoolwork mostly upstairs in the kitchen at the big dining room table which often brought complications. So that is a downside to homeschooling. If you have a lot of kids, um, either figure out how to get a desk in each of your rooms and segregate your kids, or you better darn well be on top of them to get along. Because if you go in the dining room and everyone's doing schoolwork, it's just a different dynamic when you got a person doing a math test on one side of the table. And then you've got like the youngest who will not be named, even though I've already named him, Lyndon is shouting at his mom about word questions or crying because he doesn't get an answer for math. Okay, dynamics. So I would go down to my room with my beautiful desk and I would crank music and depending on what the subject was, I would either stand up at my desk and do like a math test or I'd walk around memorizing biology, you know, facts for an upcoming quiz uh, or I'd be reciting poetry or reading Shakespeare out loud or, or quietly, or I'd be sitting on my bed reading the source material for an upcoming test for social studies. That was my day to day is depending on how I needed to embrace the information I was supposed to learn or prep for a test or, you know, practically activate the skills that I was learning, I would do it anywhere in my room. My room was actually pretty big. I had the biggest room in the house. Um, that's a different tale, but I got that because I agreed to certain standards, which was awesome. But I could pace. I could crank music. I could have absolute science. I rarely 
had, I rarely had silence, you guys. I always had music in the background. I love music. Even right now, my job right now is uh, I'm a coordinator for my work. It's fantastic. It's a very busy job, a lot of moving parts. I love it, okay? I do. I have an earpiece that is like my Bluetooth phone headset, okay? It's awesome, cutting-edge technology. I have music on it almost 24-7. Always. And it's, and I'm still having to, like relative or relevant rather conversations with my coworkers. And if you are a coworker listening to this, no, I'm not ignoring what you're saying when we're talking. As you can tell, I'm looking you right in the eye and we're talking about the subject at hand, but I always have music on. Okay. Now I don't know how the public school system is now, but I was, I was told or have been told that in certain areas, I would not have that benefit while doing schoolwork. It is sit down, be quiet, look at the blackboard, watch the teacher, write down notes, and study. And again, I do not want to sound like a hypocrite or I'm crucifying the public education system. I'm genuinely curious because I don't know how effective it is because I didn't grow up. And if you guys had answered my question, maybe we, would, we wouldn't be in this mess with me just telling a one-sided story. I'm kidding. Um, but... I would. I, I don't have that 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 benefit. I wouldn't have had that benefit if I was in a public school system, at least as much. Maybe they've grown now or changed, but that's my experience. Okay, so I was very fortunate. So now it did teach me. I had to, you know, self kind of govern my schedule because my mom had a rule. She's like. Every month or so, we're going to check and see if you're behind or ahead on the subject. So she still took ownership, even though we had online teachers and facilitators that would visit us once every few months or whatever to check in. My mom would hold us accountable. She'd be like, my rule is this. You can learn any way you want. You can go up to the upstairs dining room table and do all of your work there, or you can do all of your work from your bedroom. But if you fall behind, certain privileges will be removed until you get your, you know, getting tip, you know, ship shipe or whatever you call it. I can't speak right now, guys. I'm super tired. But if you get your poop in a group, there you go. Let's just use that saying. If you get your poop in a group, um, then you can go back to normal. But if you don't, we're going to go into hyper-focus mode, remove music, remove everything. She was talking to me. Remove anything that was distracting you or you were getting too comfortable with. You're going to buck up and you're going to get your grades done. You're going to get your quizzes done. You're going to get back on track and then you can go normal again. Well, I just never wanted to be penalized for that, so I just organized. And again, I didn't realize that I was teaching myself how to schedule and how to plan out my future and stuff like that. It just was a requirement of my education. I, I didn't have the benefit of going to school and having a syllabus uh, given to me or itinerary, I guess is the right word, and, and be like, this, go this course after this and this class after this and this. And then your teacher's telling you this homework assignment is due by this and this is due by this, Okay. And again, I'm speaking hypothetically. If it's changed, let me know. But that's what I was told from a lot of my friends in school and my wife, you know, that that's how it works is you go to school, you get your order, you go through the day, you go through each class, you try to get the best grades you can, you're told what homework is due by what, and you figure it out, okay? I just got all that done in the day. And some days, guys, it's true. Like, everyone's like, oh, I bet you would, like, wake up like this. Okay, let's take a breath, okay? Let's... I get excited, when I talk about this kind of stuff, because this is one of my favorite jokes I like to tell people when I tell them I'm homeschooled, okay? One of my least favorite things to be told as a homeschooler was, well, what does that look like? You guys get to, like, sleep in till noon and then do a few books and do, like, a report or something, and, like, you can go play or you can go back to bed or something. That's what I would do as I was homeschooled. No, you dummy. No. Like, I don't want to be, like, held back. I don't want to be uneducated all my life. I wanted to do stuff. I wanted to be, have freedom. My mom said we could be done school as soon as our goals were done. So I did the opposite. I did not sleep in. 
often would wake up if I knew I had a test coming or if I had a busy day in school just based on my workload. I'd wake up early or on time. I would get ready and start my day around the same time as you guys, you knuckleheads. I would just work straight through. Some days, though, it was really tough. We'd have an essay we had to write. We'd have a test we had to study for. So there were some days my brother... If I'm rambling, I'm sorry, guys. Like I said, I'm a little bit out of practice. Okay, so bear with me. But us four boys, us bird boys, had education different. Uh, each one did ed- ed- education very differently. My oldest brother, Addison, very smart. Uh, he's an awesome uh, RN right now. Um, is that registered nurse? I'm going to go with that. He's an RN. He's a nurse right now. And very educated, very smarty-pantsy guy. And he loved absolute silence absolute silence he's the exact opposite of me i couldn't handle silence but addison thrived like he would more often than i i know what i would take breaks like i would go hard at like a social lesson and finish it a bit early so i'd go into our living room this is the benefit of homeschooling i'd go into my living room if i finished some of my work early and i was on pace for the day and i would play like a video game or i'd you know i'd watch a tv show really quick and i'd go back to my room if it was a fraction if it was a hair too loud and addison could hear it through his door he would come storming out and be like guys i'm like studying for a test and it's too loud and like gosh man we couldn't do anything we couldn't do barely anything sometimes because depending on addison's workload he doesn't have any noise or anything to drown out the outside noise so he'd want to control the environment and i'm not crapping on addison addison knows i love him and he knows that this was an area of contention through our homeschooling days as we had to share the house our school, right? Um, so, you know, but I would, I would learn to self-govern and I would do my stuff. Addison learned best in absolute quiet. I learned with constant noise, okay? Um, but you eventually learn how to schedule your day. You, you figure out that I'm really slow at math and I was really good at social, so I would know that I could blast through social and get have more time for math and whatever. But some days were hard, and that's what I was talking about is Addison, very smart dude, often took it very seriously. He wanted the highest grades. I was kind of like the meh. I tried and moved on, but Addison was like a perfectionist. Casey, my my third brother, that sounds wrong. He's the third of the four boys in age. Um, he was pretty kind of perfectionistic in that way too. He really wanted excellence. And then Lyndon, God bless his heart, he was kind of like me. He was like, oh, I tried my best. We'll move on from there. Um, but Addison would often work until like five, six p.m. straight. Like he would get up at seven or eight or nine and start school. He'd have his lunch. Sometimes he'd take his lunch down to his room, and then. He works straight till 5 or 6 p.m. Now, that is, though, the equivalent, I realize, years later as well. That, that is also the equivalent of your homework, right? You would, you'd do your school day from, like, I don't know, what, 8 till 3, 3.30. You get home, 4, 4.30, you know, have supper, chill out, hang out, whatever. And then you have homework, right? You know, 8 to 10 p.m., 7 to 9 p.m., 7 to 8 p.m., whatever you'd budget it out for. So we'd, we'd never had evening homework simply because we just crammed it all in before and then the rest of our day was free. And again, we didn't know any better. That was just the way that we were raised. That was the way that our system was, okay? So again, back to the whole Titus thing. You know, this is going through my head now as a parent where you just take this whole thing for granted, this whole journey. And now I'm looking forward and I I just think to myself, dang, I have to get Titus through 12 grades and, and like actually learn crap and know how to apply it and... And then if he chooses to do so post-secondary or maybe trades or he has to be able to be a useful, like I said, contributing member of society, that's a lot of pressure. And so when my wife floats, you know, we should do what you guys did, do homeschooling. I'm like, I don't know if we could do it twice. 
I survived. My mom survived with us four boys, but can I survive? Can I do what my mom did and, and survive a household of homeschooled kids? I don't know. I've never had to be a parent of an educated kid before. It's been chaotic and hard, but it's been easy so far with young kids. You tell them what to do. You tell them what not to do. You go from there. You hope they don't choke and die on something. You hope they don't kill themselves. Like, it's just, it's like lifeguard mode right now. I'm just kind of hovering over my kids and hoping we all have a good time and hoping we all enjoy each other. And, and life's wonderful. And they say the most darndest things. You know, kids say the darndest things. And I'm enjoying this innocent part of life. But now crap is hitting the fan. I've got a five-year-old. And he's going to kind of set the precedent for how the following children go into the educational system. Like, you, you, do you understand the weight that I'm wrestling with? Now, this is the best part, too, about being a young parent is you get all these older parents now with grown kids who are starting to have kids be like, oh, don't worry. Like, oh, this is the fun part. Oh, you're going to have a great time. Or, oh, this is easy. Like, they give their own opinions, which is fantastic. I actually find it so wonderful. Uh, and if you give, I'm going to give a, a little shout out to my previous and last two-month-old episode of Who's Your Robert De Niro that kind of falls into that category. So young parents or young adults, you glean from whoever the crap you can in your life because you never know when that advice is going to need to pop up. And right now, for the life of me, I'm panicking because no advice is hitting my mind. That is why I freaking reached out to you guys on Facebook and Instagram saying, here's what my thoughts are. What are your experiences? But guess what? You didn't want to offend it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm like I said, I don't, you guys don't have that trust. You don't know how I take that information anyways. That's cool. Okay. But that's where I'm at right now. I'm gleaning and I can only go from my experience. Pola can only go from her educational experience, but I'm nervous because Titus is a very boisterous, creative, dramatic young man. And I have to figure that out. I have to figure out what, what path would hopefully work best. And you hope that that you can't go back in time, so I'm hoping that by the time grade 12 comes and he graduates and he throws his hat in the air, we didn't have a graduation ceremony for me, by the way. My brother did. He went to this little school in Vermilion to celebrate with like seven other homeschoolers. It was very boring. I won't knock the, the establishment because they still did a great job educating my brothers and I, but like your, your grad ceremonies were, were freaking awkward, okay? Oh, oh, I was going to touch on this really quickly. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm in this vulnerable position as a parent. I'm so sorry. I get sidetracked all the time, but I, at least I remembered this rabbit trail. The thing, my favorite thing to talk about as a homeschooled kid is when people, like I already mentioned it, like people would be like, oh, you sleep in, all that fun stuff. I loved it, though, when they'd be like, well, what about your social life? Were you, like, ever socially awkward? Like, how would your mom avoid you guys being socially awkward? I don't know, bro. She put us in actual things where there were people. I think it's that's totally on the parents. Because, yeah, I'm not, I, I would like to think, think I'm pretty socially acceptable. Like, if you've ever met me, I think you enjoy me. I don't think I'm awkward. I think that I'm a pretty responsible, respectable young man. And I hope my employers and coworkers would say the same thing because you guys are paying me to be there and do stuff for you. But, like, I know that there were some homeschoolers. We used to – okay. Quick story, and then I'm, I'm going to close up here, okay? So thank you for listening. I hope this is entertaining for you. Give me your thoughts, okay? Message me. I love it, okay? Even if you're like, nah, probably a lot of people are commenting, or I have nothing valuable to say. I don't even care if you want to comment back, comment back and say, hi, Russ, listen to your latest episode. That was great. Have a great day. That would mean the world to me, okay? Don't be afraid to tell me that I'm doing a good job, or don't even be afraid to tell me I'm doing a bad job. Again, rabbit trail, but, you know, engage. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, right, yeah. It's on the parents' responsibility. 
for social for social awkwardness. I had friends. We quick story. Um, we had a homeschool. Yes, you can laugh. That's fine. You have full permission, by the way, to mock my homeschoolness. I know that it's a funny topic, and I actually laugh at it too because there were, there were certain things that I was not privy to. Some social information is a concern. Uh, really quick before my my story about homeschool gym class, um, but there is some social interactions and social constructs that you are not privy to by engaging with other kids on a day-to-day basis in public school. I will say that. There were some awkward encounters when people would make like a dirty joke, and I didn't know what they were talking about because I'm an innocent, sheltered homeschooler. Okay, so that's one downside, I guess, to homeschooling. I guess if that's a downside, I don't know. But we had um, to avoid social awkwardness. I am I'm I hope you can sense the sarcasm in that okay to to avoid the social awkwardness that one must have when you are homeschooled mom put us in a homeschooled gym class okay and it would be every Wednesday and we would engage with different kids throughout the city of Medicine Hat not a very big city but enough apparently where we had enough homeschoolers to have a gym class fantastic. Was it as awkward as it sounds? Yes, it was. Because my brothers and I had a, uh, like a healthy dose of social interaction elsewhere. We'd had, we had soccer clubs. We played soccer. Um, we, we had other friends in our, in our circles. My mom had a lot of friends with kids that went to schools. So we all hung out and we had friends. We actually had a social life. It was just our educational portion of our life didn't involve being with tons of other kids every single day for six to seven hours at school. Okay. So we go to this homeschool gym class, and yes, the stereotyped homeschooler, the awkward look down at the floor and not look you in the eye when talking to you in a weird monotone voice and weirdly shaking your hand or weirdly not knowing how to kick a soccer ball exists, okay? That beast is not unknown. It does exist, okay? But I wasn't part of that. I was kind of normal. My mom and dad weren't freaks either. I'm not saying other homeschool parents are freaks. I'm just, I'm making a joke, okay? I'm being satirical. If you want to get offended, heck, give me a comment. I would still appreciate it, okay? But there were, you know, there were those that existed like that because their parents literally tried to shelter them from everything. I will tell you this. If you are even a young parent today thinking about homeschooling your child, go nuts. It's a fantastic way, in my opinion, of, of educating your child and giving them freedom and even giving them self-governing skills that are going to be coming in handy. And you can help them learn in their best environment because every kid is different. Okay, but the schools do their best. I have many, many good friends who are teachers. They, you are my heroes. Okay, quick shout out to teachers. You are my heroes because you have to deal with you know, anywhere from 10 to 30 plus kids in a classroom at a time with different backgrounds, different personalities, different weaknesses and strengths. And you have been given the amazing and yet stressful uh, responsibility of educating and moving these kids forward in life. Bravo. Okay, that's me clapping. Seriously, you are my heroes. Fantastic. But it's on the parents for homeschooled children to please don't shelter them from everything. Life does happen. Do not bubble wrap your kids, nor should you use homeschooling as an excuse to bubble wrap your children. It will harm them in the long run. Why? Because I've seen it happen. I have a front row seat seeing some of the other people that I got to interact with through the years. Just, just help them grow. Teach them that life has consequences. Teach them that other kids, you know, say dirty or nasty things, even though you don't want them to. Why? Because they're going to eventually have to engage with these people on a day-to-day basis. They're not going to be homeschooled forever, okay? But seriously, guys, homeschool gym class was so funny because I'm not even that athletic, and I could shoot a basketball. 
other kids didn't know how to, they didn't even know what basketball was, but other kids didn't even know how to shoot a basketball or kick a soccer ball or play volleyball. Or it was just, it was weird. You could see the dynamics and you could see the kids that had like that healthy social appetite where they could engage and be normal. I would say normal. It's such a taboo word, but it's the only context I have is they're normal. They engage like a normal person, I guess. But then you have the more socially awkward, which you will get whether they go to public school or not. I understand that. That's not the argument. I'm just saying that homeschoolers have the extra onus on them, parents, homeschool parents have the extra onus on them to create a positive, externally social atmosphere for their children as well. Okay, so that is something that I have to wrestle with, especially Titus, who's a very social child. We have that responsibility to get him out there and engage with his community because if he's going to homeschool, he's not going to get that organically day to day. Is that a main reason to consider public schooling over homeschooling? No, because I'm, I think, living proof that if you do it right or you have a healthy balance, it doesn't even matter. I just happen to do my math workbook at home rather than a classroom like like a lot of people. Okay, so that's it. That is my, so I would like to know before I close, what are your thoughts? Again, if you don't trust me, that's fine. This will come. I'm determined to try my best to get back on a normal schedule. Do I have a normal schedule? No, I don't right now. Life is chaos, but I'm going to try to add order and eventually nail down some scheduling. This is fun. I still enjoy podcasting where yeah, the vulnerabilities are on the table. You guys know some of the struggles, but I'm back. I'm not perfect. It's not going to be perfect, but I hope that you enjoy it. Okay, so send me feedback. Send me some questions. But by all means, well, what is it like to be a homeschooler? Did you hate it? Were there some moments you wished you were in school? What about athletics? How did you do that? How did you handle that aspect? Blah, 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 blah. Ask away. No problem. Comment. Say you loved this, or you hated this episode, or this didn't make sense to you, or this one made too much sense to you, or I've been there, done that, sister. Whatever. Comment. Russ Rants, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Facebook is just me. Maybe I should create a group. Should I create a group on Facebook? I don't know if it's worth it right now. I don't think I have that much kind of a social following. But either way, I love people. I love hearing from you. I love hearing your journeys. I will always be there to try to encourage you as well. I'm a very, you can ask around, guys. I'm a naturally encouraging and edifying personality. I really want people to succeed. And so that's why I'm doing this podcast is positivity. I want positivity to reign supreme. Even though my life is not always positive, there are moments we can step back and say, this is the good stuff going on in my life, okay? And you guys are part of that good stuff going on in my life. Whether there is zero listeners or a billion listeners, I am stoked to try to do these episodes again regularly. What do you want to talk about? I will be trying to have more guests on this show uh, because, like I said, if things had gone smoothly and I had not screwed up that episode, you would be already hearing a very interesting episode of my brother's YouTube journey. That one will come again. He has graciously agreed to do a redo of that interview. It was so good. We're going to just try to make it as good as it was actually heck let's be optimistic we're gonna make it even better and i have a few other people that i still have in my sights to talk so what do you want to talk about what were your thoughts on this podcast what was your educational journey like am i too loud am i too quiet whatever so stoked to be back it's not gonna be perfect but it's gonna be fun i hope you guys have a great day spread positivity please be the light that you want to see in this world instead of complaining about it but yeah Thank you so much, you guys. You guys take care. We'll talk to you later. Wow, I can't talk. Anyways, see ya. 
Thank you so very much for joining me on this latest episode. You can find me on every major podcast platform out there, like Apple, Google, and Spotify Podcasts. You also can hit the subscribe button to support. Find me on Twitter at R-U-S-S-R-A-N-T-Z number one, or on Instagram at just simply Russ Rants. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time.